you think about that in, in current culture, larger women are usually over-sexualized, right? But behind closed doors. It's not mm -hmm. ever like something that's public, right? You're usually over-sexualized and that that partner doesn't want to, you know, be seen with you in public or something like that. And that's um, a shared experience that I've heard a lot of people say, like, as a bigger woman, this is how I've been over-sexualized. This is how I've been viewed. So attaching the two with, like, also life's milestones too right so like some people are like oh you'll be sexualized but you'll never ever you know transition into other pieces of life milestones because of the way you did hey everyone i'm adrian and i'm angelique welcome to another episode of phosphophobia and Angie's weird side effects. Oh, yeah. I was trying not to do like the finger guns, the pew, 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 pew. <laughs> um, I think the disclaimer to this podcast or this episode is that we're doing this early in the morning. <laughs> I've never done this early in the morning. And I'm pretty much a morning person. Um, Angelique has become more of a morning person, but she's not really. So, yeah. Any what happens here we're just gonna blame it on the fact that it's the morning and it's raining outside profusely um and yeah that is an amazing like warning I, I appreciate that because yeah and I did not get to get my little my little energy drink so we we, we just sipping water this morning um, that looks like an energy drink bottle. Like, what are you drinking? Oh no, it's my little water bottle. But um, so on the topic of like disclaimers and such, checking in. How are you doing? What's on your mind? What are you bringing to us today? I'm good. Um, had a really good week. Got some good news. Um. So yeah, trying to stay committed to my journey, even though I got good news. It's just a milestone, gotta keep going. So that's what I'm working through this week um, and sleeping. Yeah, it's been a good week. It's been a productive week. I'm tired, but I feel like what you said about staying consistent on your, like, your journey, like, it's like, I can see the end of the tunnel for a lot of like things that I have coming up uh, or that I've been working on. And I just need to like finish mm -hmm. and then take the longest nap ever. So yeah, pressing to the finish this week, looking forward to eating some fun food this weekend, but still trying to be relatively healthy. It's probably not gonna happen, but it's fine. I'm gonna lie to myself right now. Why you gotta lie to yourself? Because I aspire to, but also like, you know, food. I mean, you're going on vacation, so it's okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's really more of a mindset that I'm in. I got off work yesterday, <laughs> had a long day, and was like, you know what? I feel like making churros. I had a churro yesterday too. 
What was it? I had to go to Sam's Club for work. But way too much money for a lot of children. Um, and I was just like, you know, that was a workout. I'm getting a churro. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that that is what I'm on today. They're way easier to make than you think. I've been really into like faux lately. I think it's because it's been raining 15 out of 20 days this month. Um, I feel like we live in Seattle or something. Um, <laughs> eating a lot of pho and like like Chinese soups, Asian soups. So. Mm. That's funny. Um, that's actually the only soup that Darren will eat. So we eat a lot of pho too. So it is bomb. Yeah. I make it to work today. That's what I'm going to order to lunch. Mm. You know, that's tempting. Hmm. I'm here for it. Well, so I don't even know where to begin with like taking note of what's happened in this week. Apparently it's been a busy week for the world as well. But you sent me this article about Daisha Mercard Mercado. Um, do you want to say some more about that? Cause I feel like you could probably explain it better. Well I had to do my own research because I didn't understand it either. Um, but I'm sure people have seen this in the news this week of Saisha Mercado. Um, there was actually a video that I saw and um, it was like her child actually being removed while she was on the side of the road. And I was like, whoa, what is this? What did I just watch? Um, so I did some more research. So apparently um, Saisha Mercado has two... Um, young children um, and she was trying to transition her oldest one off of breastfeeding and um, she took her son to the um, emergency room because she was having some challenges there, um, like transitioned him off breastfeeding and felt like he was not being nourished properly. Um, so took him there um, and the report that the hospital is saying is that she refused the baby or, or I think well, I'll just hold the baby, um, to have a B12 shot, which she's saying that is not true. Um, and the hospital filed a, a malnutrition report on her, um, along with a family member who also uh, filed a malnutrition report. And because of that malnutrition report, um, whatever the hospital's social worker's investigation was, um, her child was taken from her. Mm. And I'm gave birth after, um, and that happened in March, and then I believe she gave birth um, recently, and that baby was taken from her as well. Um, it's a really heart-wrenching video, and um, a lot of details around that. Um, so now she is being represented by, oh my gosh, what is his name? Oh my gosh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, but he has worked in a lot of um, recent civil rights cases with um, people of color. So um, now she is being represented by him. Her kids are, um, you know, the whole thing with modern social work is to keep family with kinship. So her family is with um, like distant relatives that she is not happy about. Um, so it's just crazy that. Um, Basically, her children were like taken from her legally uh, without anything that seems reasonable. Um, 
yeah yeah and i didn't get it like did you get a chance or did you see anything about the doctor who wrote that report because i saw in a couple articles they were saying she this is a pattern for her and there's actually been some op-eds written about her pulling that trigger kind of quickly particularly as it relates to families of color yes there is a lot of um, articles around that and the, the doctor's history of um, like pulling that trigger very quickly. Um, and honestly, it happens a, a lot um, for people who've never worked in a hospital environment um, and you bring families of color into that environment and there's any type of reports. I mean, anything that comes to our kid, if you even, um, you know, I have a friend who her son fell out of bed and he broke his arm. And she was like, they asked us 15 times to tell the story, which is, you know, appropriate um, protocol. Um, Cause you have to make sure, sure the story is consistent with a child. Um, but it is a long, a very long process. Anytime you go to a hospital and any kind of social report is made. Um, so yes, there's definitely that history that people are definitely calling on that doctor um to be called out for their behavior yeah dr sally smith i think so it's so interesting one this is we're going to be talking about florida a lot today but i just want to note this is also in florida i don't know why people keep moving there um you could just like kick it off i mean people say it's sinking just not fast enough i don't i don't want the people to go well i don't want the people to go yeah but I just, I find it so interesting. I think just because um, one, some of the reading that I was doing, it, it disproportionately impacts minority families. And I, it, I think about how historically that is such a, such a huge attack on our community in terms of just this con consistent, like consistent attempts to dismantle the, families of color and what that does to our community and what I will say is and I want to make this extremely clear I we understand that there are instances in which family children do need to be removed and that's not at all what we were talking about in this instance but it just I mean there was so I, I ended up on reddit and all these other threads listening to these stories of these families who like could not like we're fighting and advocating to get their children back for accidents like you were saying that had happened but like the parents that weren't believed about what actually happened and like all these things and there are like petitions dedicated to like changing laws and different things like that and it's hard because you it seems like these instances happen and then on the opposite side you have children that should really be removed from their fan like from the houses where they're at risk who don't seem like it just it doesn't seem to occur like they're still there they're still facing these things for one reason or the other so I just think again um y'all know one of my things I love talking about systems and it's just it's it's so interesting how this system works and the benefits and cons of the system itself I also want to say that to have a removal from a home is usually a lot of work. Um, usually they're, you know, the goal of modern social work. I know when people think social work, they're like, oh, you're just here to remove my kid. The goal of modern social work is actually to keep the family together. And so 
of course, we don't know all counties, but most of the philosophy around current um, social work and case management with families is to keep the family together. And there's usually a long documented history of family visits and, you know, seeing what the home is like and things of that nature um, before a child is removed. So for that to happen so drastically and so quickly is also another piece that is really shocking. So, yeah. So prayers for her family and um, you know, she has legal support now. So I'm sure this will come up um, a lot as we see it develop. Yeah. Thanks for bringing this up. I'm curious to see what happens next. Um, speaking of which, what happens next in the never ending saga that is 2020 plus. Um, <laughs> there was a, I don't know, a, there was a bomb threat for us yesterday, um, for you, maybe a couple days ago, uh, near the Capitol. Um, there was a, a, a Trump fanatic uh, who was there live streaming on Facebook, threatening that he had a bomb. Um, he was spouting QAnon and what they said, anti-Biden rhetoric. Q, the, the, you know, I don't really care about your political leanings. You don't have to love Biden, but the QAnon part is really what was like, I was like, wait a minute, are we really doing this? Um, and it was funny because I had just watched a documentary about this big QAnon convention that had happened again in Florida, I think. And I was like, you know, I just, I just don't know. So Miss, Mr. Rosenberry parked the vehicle on pavement and told police officers who approached him that he had a bomb while holding on to what people said at the scene was a detonator. Um, what I'd like to say is that, does anybody remember Miriam Carey, the black woman who was making a U-turn at the uh, checkpoint? And they just shot up her car with her 13-month-old child in the back seat. Do you know that they were able to de-escalate this situation and he surrendered peacefully? No shots were fired. As he stood threatening other people on the step or like near the Capitol, spouting hatred, vitriol, and toxic uh, fake rhetoric, threatening the lives of many. I just like, I don't know, I'm gonna just leave it there because I'm not gonna rant. What what do you think about this? Cause I, I'm speechless. Honestly, um, didn't even know about the bomb threat until like last night. That's how like disconnected I am from the world, which is really sick because you know, DC, like the capital is like 10 miles away from us. Um, but yeah, like I just need people to stop. Can we just like stop? Like yeah. how far are we gonna let this go it's over it's august trump is clearly not becoming president again as they thought it was happening like just can we let this go whoever is putting like this you know these thoughts in people's minds can we just move on guys like at least for like a month that's all i'm asking for is like just let it go it's funny because they could give, they will give you probably exactly a month because they're planning a huge protest on September 18th, or I don't, I don't want to call it a protest. They're planning something on September 18th that Capitol Police are already preparing for. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of it. I don't understand. Like if, and also I will say this, 
if Trump, in fact, did, is still president, because they keep arguing that he's still president and Biden is like a false swag and all this foolishness. If he is, then why do y'all keep bl- blaming him for everything that's done in the government? Honestly, I was having, not to get too political, but, you know, with everything going on with Afghan- Afghanistan and people are really like um, down Biden's throat about the way it's happening. I was like, everybody realized this was a Trump decision. Like Trump made this decision to pull soldiers out <laughs> before Biden ever became a president. So then we're like playing both ends of the fence. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like, come on, people. Yeah. Speaking of, um, yeah, so I don't I don't know. I'm at this point I'm just speechless. But speaking of Afghanistan, we Aren't like there's so much going on in Afghanistan, there's so much going on in Haiti. Um, and so we just want to acknowledge I personally, there's there's it I, my heart and my brain do not have the capacity and strength to dive in deeply into those. And so for our own mental health, we're not going to be discussing those in depth, but we want to acknowledge them and also encourage everyone to donate to effective causes. I will say Haiti specifically has said not the Red Cross. And so we wanna amplify that and say donate to places other than the Red Cross to help these areas and make sure that the money is going to people to support them. So, yeah. yeah. Again, more foolishness in the, in the, in the, in the sunny state of Florida. Uh, but we're gonna start off with Texas because they're also on some foolishness. Have y'all heard, have you heard about what they're doing with all this COVID stuff with reopenings and mask mandates and um, catching COVID even? Which one is um, fining schools if they make mask mandates? Is that Texas? Yeah, no, that's Florida. Texas governor has COVID. It's, it's a lot going on, so it's easy to get it mixed up. Between the two. Yeah. Um, usually I'm a fan of Texas, but you know, this is a little, uh, um, maybe after he experiences COVID, he will change some of his um, guidelines. You know what though? I saw one that he has, it looks like he's asymptomatic from reports that have come out. And then also too, he's been able to get a lot of those therapy treatments that Trump was able to get. And so he's recovering quicker than the average person. I think that is the buffer that makes like wealth, socioeconomic status and things like that such a privilege because he will never understand what it is to need pickups, to need those treatments and not be able to get them. Um, and so, I don't know. I'm hoping he learns something or is somewhat empathetic, but somehow I feel like he'll rise from the ashes just like Trump and be like, it was fine. I beat it in XYZ days. It's nothing. Because ridiculousness. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Well, like I heard Jamaica's going down on a lockdown for like a week. Um, Like places are going back on lockdown. So like it's not a joke. Of course, now we're going to have to receive our booster shots and all of that. So like, come on people. This is going to be 2025 and we're still going to be dealing with this and it could have been eradicated. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Jamaica though, because I, if you ever want a good key and to really know what's going on in the world, watch a Jamaica press conference because the, <laughs> watched it. And so they're listing off the dates and everything. And they're like, I'll pause and give you a moment to digest this. It's important. And literally yeah. stands there and he just waits. 
<laughs> like, yes, sir. And then he goes on. He was like, and if you're wondering what no move days, which is literally what they're calling it means, it means exactly what it says. No movement. And I was like, can you uh, who Darren is, is because he is Jamaican. And just like the way he speaks, <laughs> his personality, it's just because it's Caribbean culture. <laughs> Uh, people engage in it it's like oh that makes sense yeah yeah i hollered i hollered i was like you better tell them not like it's not even like lockdown he said no movement don't even blow it like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. but i appreciate that kind of forwardness because people clearly need it on the other end of that, though, we have Ron DeSantis, the 46th governor of Florida, sending out a memorandum called uh, an executive order ensuring parents freedom to choose. I'm going to read it because it's so ridiculous. Um, let's see. So today, Governor Ron DeSantis issued executive order. I'm not going to read the number in response to several Florida school boards considering or implementing mask mandates in their school after the Biden administration issued unscientific and inconsistent recommendations that school-aged children wear masks. The Florida Department of Health will enter rulemaking into collaboration with the Florida Department of Education to protect parents' freedom to choose whether their children wear masks. And then there's a copy to the actual uh, executive order, which I'm not reading, but has a lot of stuff about the Bill of Rights and freedoms that people misinterpret every day. And I just like, I need, so I'm gonna get on this and I'm gonna get off, but he, I work in early childhood. Literally this week, what part of what made it so hard is hearing so many centers have to close getting reports about so many children, 16 months, 18 months, two years old, being hospitalized and having COVID. Like, it's not just affecting the adults now, which before the previous strain was really targeting elderly. It is primarily children who are catching this virus at this point. Like the children's hospitals are at or over capacity. We're talking about babies now. This is ridiculous. I just had to say that I, I'm speechless. Yeah. Yeah. So he was going to defund schools who were putting this mask mandate in place. And the Biden administration basically came out um, and gave directive, directives to the US Department of Education to help protect the children in the schools, to intervene if he if the school, if the school boards try to withhold salaries. Um, and funding, it's a lot going on. It's just a lot going on. I mean, half of these kids, they're not gonna even go back to school because there's not enough bu bus drivers for yeah. for everybody to get to school. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Cause, and I feel like uh, versus like this whole, like people in freedom of, it's really biting people who are, who are stuck in the middle. Cause you've got, you're trying to figure out what to do with your kid. Yeah you're being made you're being told that you have to go back to work a lot of preschool programs and centers are either struggling especially in southern states well i'll say in some southern states like louisiana um are struggling because of the increased rates so people are running in circles trying to figure out what they're going to do i think when this pandemic started i remember you asking me like 
would you send your kid to school in, in COVID? And I was like, yeah, because like that is so much of their life is like socialization. And just as much as I've watched a lot of my clients really struggle and fail um, mm-hmm. this year. If you think about Baltimore County um, and Baltimore City, which passed all of their kids again this year, that is two kids. So kids that were in third grade are about to start sixth grade and have just been passed through the last two years of, of school. So, um, or fifth grade, whatever year. Um, so like thinking about that, like I, for the social emotional needs, I feel like kids need to be back in school, but not without putting the safety of their, you know, well-being first. Yeah. And at the end of the day, everybody in this weird country that we live in um, has a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, your choice affect my choice, okay? <laughs> that's, all, that's all I want. Maybe all the, the all maybe all the anti-mask kids be in one room together and the mask kids be in another room. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, but then who what what teacher is gonna willfully sign up? There might be some teachers out there that are, you know, I don't need a mask. Okay, y'all sit in the back of the school. No, actually in the front of the school because I don't want y'all too deep into the school. Yeah, yeah. So see, then my head is going, okay, what does inclusion services look like? And do we have enough para? The trailer, you get a trailer. Y'all are in the trailer. We'll bring your lunch. Um, you need to pull out, huh? Trailer. You never went to, oh, I'm sorry. Um, when I was in high school, some of our schools had trailers. So let me reframe. When I was thinking, so I, I was thinking about in the early child, like little, little kids who need inclusion services and they need like bathrooms and stuff. You can't put them in the trailer. You can, there's bathrooms in the trailer. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not making these decisions because I don't know. You can make it really nice. I'll be there to get there. And the rest of us who want to wear a mask will be inside the school building. I'm not, you still get food, you still get air conditioning, heating. You have your little snack time. If you need to pull out, you know, that TA can sit with them on Zoom while the, the reading special does your little, your little pull out that you need. You know, you can make it look really nice. Well, Adrian for superintendent. Oh, thank you. Uh, speaking of no thank you, OnlyFans has said no thank you. A lot of people are going back to work or becoming overnight investors because OnlyFans has been banning sexually explicit content as of October 1st. However, nude photos will still be allowed. So, um, <laughs> all you COVID OnlyFans millionaires, the well's running dry. People are struggling. You're going to have to go right back to work. I mean, you might have to sell the Porsche. I saw this TikTok the other day where the guy was like, you know, it's over. They're coming to repo my car. And so it's like, he was like, you risked your life for a PPP loan for a Buick? <laughs> Racking up. <laughs> um, yeah. All of our, not all of our little scams, people's scams are, 
I'm no, I don't have a scam. I've never, I've never stopped working in this pandemic. Um, being an essential worker sucks. Um, but yeah, some of the um, other money is, mm, you guys, um, it's coming to an end. I was saying, may the odds be ever in your favor. May the odds forever be in your favor. Well, so that's all we have for our taking notes section. Um, mental excellence for today. And mental excellence is real basic. It's real simple. It's to the point. Um, I am like, when I was thinking about mental health and what's really been helping me personally recently, so this is not very like science based um, and stuff like that. Adrian, feel free to also include those things as you hear them. Um, but I was thinking about the importance of like taking time away just to like move and like not, not necessarily like specifically exercise, like take an exercise class, but to just get up and move on a day to day basis, take a walk, like walk up the stairs, like do those kind of things to like insert movement into your life and like how that can and does positively impact, or at least in my um, instance, has positively impacted my mental wellness, my outlook on the day. And it also just kind of makes me feel like I've already accomplished something um, early in the morning. And so I think the reason why I'm encouraging it is not to like put a strict definition on it. Your, your version of movement could be doing 20 jumping jacks before you like, get dressed for work or something like that. But finding ways to intentionally insert movement and like um, things like that into your life. Like it could be strict exercise. You could be one of those people who likes to go to the gym every day and like lift weights and do all that stuff. But finding ways to move and finding ways to celebrate your body as you move. So instead of like, as you're like doing things, um, looking at what you can't do, celebrating the fact that you're doing something is extremely powerful. So that was what I wanted to share. You have thoughts about that, Maya? Yeah, movement is definitely essential to your mental health, your physical health, your overall feeling, well-being. Um, I mean, if you have any type of smartwatch, it probably reminds you to get up every hour and make some movement um, because that's so essential to like the way you feel. Um, and for those of us who have desk jobs, you can sit there all day and not ever get up. Um, so that is very essential. It is self-care. Yep. So move today, even if it's raining outside. We'll move from my bed to my couch. Yeah, that's, that's about what, I mean, but it's movement. <laughs> yeah, it is movement. Most of my movement is chasing this crazy dog around. Where is he? He's quiet. Oh no, he is barking. I just figured out how to do noise suppression on Zoom. He's busting at me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we got, oh, the gate that we got him? Side note, the gate that we got him, he's figured out how to get around it. <laughs> he puts his little paw in between the gate and the wall and he pushes it out and then he like slides in and then he like pulls the, the gate back with his back paws. He runs up or down the steps. So. Cause he's too little. He's so freaking smart. It's ridiculous. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I need mean, it to just work. You said what? 
you imagine a child honestly no like darren was like at this point we should just have one because like all of the like rigmarole that we're going through to try to like make sure that he doesn't like destroy the house not like he destroys the house but yeah it's a lot he is a good little dude he's just extremely smart I'm just saying you're smart and could you imagine having a child that's smart like you? I don't know. I just, I imagine that Aki has a Dexter's laboratory underneath of his, uh, his, his doggy bed. So I'm sure my kid would have something similar. It's fine. I don't know. I'm just going to let him take over the world. Just unleash him. There's a laboratory. Yes. He knows how to pick locks and open doors. Ooh, Aki? Yes. We put him in his crate during um when we were teaching the kids last week. And literally, literally, Darren did not, you have to slam the bolt. Because if you don't slam it, if it's if it's any way open a little bit, he knows how to slide it the other way with his little nose. So it wasn't all the way pushed. So before Darren could sit back down in here when we were teaching the kids, we, like he was sitting down and he had closed the door. All we heard was scratching on the door because he had let himself out, ran down the hallway, and he was trying to get back in. I think he had separation anxiety. Think? <laughs> but who did that? COVID. 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 I blame COVID. Okay. You have a COVID, yeah. a COVID dog. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I digress. So the main topic we wanted to talk about today was Lizzo. Um, so one, have you listened to her new song? Mm-hmm. What did you think? Lovely um, Hercules reference. Is this a movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's with Lizzo. She's been like two years since she released music, so that's the. I didn't know it had been that long. I just keep re-listening to her stuff because I love, I don't know, I love her music. I love her vibe. I like watching her on TikTok too. She's hilarious. She is. Yeah, but what we were specifically talking about and what we'll spend the majority of our time talking about is about like identities, intersecting identities, and this really huge, um, I don't know what to call it, like this, like the the presence of faith phobia of like um like hatred i want because phobia is such a soft word in comparison to like what people are actually doing to lizzo and people who are bigger um yeah in today's society so what are your thoughts so many um so the start of this really came from like of course people have always made comments about lizzo um and actually anybody that like actually like looks at her or follows her she's actually been going on this like whole weight loss health journey not even i don't want to call it weight loss but just health journey and she's been really um open about sharing that so anyways on i think it was sunday night she posted a video on um her instagram and she was talking about like how she really was um like being affected by some of the comments that she has received since um, her music was released or since her video was released. And her saying that, you know, most of the time it really does not bother me. So I wanna like 
be really clear in the things that she was saying because I think some people were taking it as she was seeking validation. Um, which one, we all seek validation. None of, anybody who's like, oh, validation is from parking for parking. That's not true. We all receive external and internal validation and we all need it. So stop with that. Um, but she was saying like, I feel really vulnerable right now because I've been working a lot. I've been tired. I'm motivated by my music, but also when I put my stuff out in the world and then this is the kind of hate that I receive back, then it's hard sometimes. And she was saying like, a lot of times I'm not affected by it, but I'm hypersensitive right now because of the state that I'm in. So one, let's be very clear, like when you are emotionally drained, you're tired, you're a celebrity, you're working like that, or anybody who was working like that, you're sensitivity is going to be increased and the way you experience things are going to be increased. Two, anybody is always going to have something to say about you, yes, but the way that people are spewing like hatred at her and like saying like, oh, well, you promoted it, you've done all of this stuff, um, it's just, it's like it's downright bullying the way people are are attacking her so in this society we don't really look at the way that fat phobia or um just the culture is really um created on diverse so i love when people say that i love bbws right but mm. cool for y'all to say it in, in your song right? Drake says, you know, all the time, you know, this is what I bought, blah, 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 blah. But that's only on a certain level of the spectrum, right? Like we've talked about this, it has to be a certain shape you have, um, a certain size that you have, anything like that is not, you know, socially acceptable. Once you're higher on that spectrum of quote unquote, being that size, oh, of course, now you're just fat, you're just this, you're just that. So, um, Yes, Lizzo has taken some risky moves with her dressing and the way she looks and having her whole butt out at the finals. Like, yes, I understand that. Um, but also in that, like when she is just trying to be, you know, just put herself out there the way people are coming back and just spewing venom, anybody would be affected by that. So don't just say that she's seeking validation from the wrong people, no the kind of venom that people are like spewing back, anybody would be like, ooh, that hurt. Like maybe I don't value your opinion, but yes, that word hurt or the way you're attacking me hurt. And hearing that from millions of, or thousands of people, um, unless you are a celebrity and you've been in that, that standpoint, don't say that you know how that feels. And don't say that, oh, well, you should just remove the haters and you know, only focus on the positive. You've never been in that situation. So stop that. So second piece of that is just the way that people view that. Like, honestly, people, you know, there's a lot of associations with being a bigger person, right? So it's like, oh, you're sloppy. Oh, you don't take care of yourself. Oh, you're unhealthy. Oh, you don't care about um, the way you look or your life. That's not the case. There's a lot of reasons that people may be bigger um, and things of that nature and still take care of themselves and still value themselves. So I think those two associations of when you're bigger, you have no, you think you're a lesser value or all of those different things have been so closely associated um, that people in the way they just talk about it are out of pocket.
Yeah, like I think we always look at SARS as like a health thing. So, and this is, um, if you have not listened already, this is our reflection on Lizzo's newest song, Rumors, featuring Cardi B. She released the music video. I think it's amazing. I loved it. I thought it was really fun. Um, and it was really true to Lizzo. And she just, there's been a lot of hate. Cardi B came out in defense of her on Twitter. Offset came out in defense of her. But it's just really, it's disheartening. And I'll say one thing that really frustrates me is people always equate your size to like your health. And like, yes, there are correlations. There are things that like you can connect between like, like some people when they're bigger may actually be unhealthy, but there are a lot of like thicker people who are healthier than people who are smaller or who are healthy. Um, not, I don't want to say in comparison because it's really relative, but who are healthy. There are a lot of people who some people may define as bigger who are healthy, who exercise, who work out. And that's just how their body look like like everybody is not going to be a size two there's some genetics that play into what size you are what you look like how you're shaped that I think society really not only does not account for but shames people for in a way that is really harmful like you've got people trying to uh, aspiring to be sizes that just aren't aren't and I, don't, I hate to say it but it's not in the cards for you it's like you could get there and you're gonna be unhealthy you ever see a person that loses weight and you're like, mm, they, mm, sis, that doesn't look good on you. Like, you might want to pick up a, a few of those pounds back up because that just doesn't look good on you. Because it's not for everybody, right? Yes, we want everybody to be healthy. We want everybody to have longevity, especially in our community. We want our, to teach ourselves, you know, healthy habits that's going to keep us healthy and strong and um, there are things that you know we're predisposed to in our community but that doesn't mean that you need to look a certain way and I just want to like really detach the fact of the value and the size those are two different things and what you're saying is that she doesn't have value because of her size yep yep And I think that that is so harmful. Also, there's they, people were even coming out and saying that she was like reinforcing the mammy trope and all of these other things that are really harmful and and like untrue. Because, um, and I thought it was interesting that um, what was said about her, the trope that was used against her and, and particularly by people of color who were saying, oh, you're propagating this mammy trope, all these things like that, was the fact that it, it did not align except for the fact that that trope, and I, I, I don't want to use that word repeatedly, like that, that trope and that, that, that stereotype, it was a bigger Black woman who typically fit that role. And that was somebody who was subservient and was like very much like caring for children. And like the only thing that aligned with what Lizzo was actually doing was her size. I was listening to some commentary on it and most people were saying she would have aligned more with the Jezebel, like the very sexualized, hypersexualized trope if you were going to weaponize something rather than the one that was actually used against her. And that is just another symptom of it being a very fat phobic conversation because you watch like that trope was never, the mammy trope was never hypersexualized. That was never a woman who was like, ooh, she's so sexual. Like she's got her apron up. Like it was never that. Like it was like. But if you think about that in, in current culture, 
um, larger women are usually over-sexualized, right? But behind closed doors. It's not mm -hmm. ever like something that's public, right? You're usually over-sexualized and that that partner doesn't want to, you know, be seen with you in public or something like that. And that's a shared experience that I've heard a lot of people say, like, as a bigger woman, this is how I've been over-sexualized. This is how I've been viewed. Um, so attaching the two with like, also life milestones too, right? So like some people are like, oh, you'll be sexualized, but you'll never ever, you know, transition into other pieces of life milestones because of the way you look. It's a lot for a person to be like, oh, so you're telling me because of the way I look, I'll never have a long-term partner or I'll never have other uh, milestones that come along with life. Um, so I think that, that Lizzo is also a lot of her words talk about like her value that she's found in herself and that makes people uncomfortable that she has this own level of value that she's found in herself that doesn't negate that she has insecurities everybody has insecurities and I heard somebody tell saying like, oh, well, if she has insecurities, she can just go have surgery and be small. That's not the thing. It's the, the thing that she, first of all, um, I need people to stop thinking that you're going to go have surgery and lose the weight and your insecurities are going to go away. They're just going to, they're still going to be there. You're still going to look at yourself in the mirror and have insecurities. Number two is that's not the point. It's the point of that she's trying to share her experience of what her life is like being a, a larger woman and how she is treated um, and how she is working through that. And she's done that in a really vulnerable way. And it's not like Lizzo's a, like a spring, I don't want to say spring chicken, but she's in her 30s. So she's established. She has self-identity. She knows who she is. It's not like she's just like, you know, in her early 20s trying to figure out her life. Um, but she's sharing her her space and her vulnerability. And yes, I believe I have value, but sometimes people say some really rude and mean words that hurt me. Yeah. Things are true at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And and I will say this. Uh, because like like I think the most harmful things are like well-meaning things from people or I don't want to say well-meaning but like that like judgmental judgy like advice but not really advice more like chastisement about what you think I should or could have been doing to somewhere somehow live or be in a different body or a different life it's like dude we eat I eat like anyways I'm not gonna go on that rant but like <laughs> It's just the way that life works, like the way that calories interact with different people's bodies. Like it is such a personal experience to like try to speak on how somebody else looks, eats, weighs, lives life. But like, it's just like, none of that is your business. Nobody asked for your opinion. No, and I heard a, um, a radio personality talking about this and she was like, well, I would trade places with Lizzo in a, a minute. She a heartbeat. She has the money. That doesn't mean anything, anything. And you probably as a person who is of a smaller figure could probably not handle the, the way that Lizzo is perceived when she walks into a room or, you know, experiences just different things. You think like, oh yeah, she has the money. It's fine. I could do that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an interesting point because I've been doing a lot of work um, with people like on different projects about identity. And there are a lot of activities where we talk about identities that are most salient and important. And I think one that people often leave out, like we, we've talked a lot about like being 
Black, being of color, being a minority, we talked about being a woman. We've, we've broached a lot of conversations about this intersecting identity between being Black and being a woman. But I think, and how like that is a very oppressed because you're a double minority. Like it's like, it's like some of the research has even referred to it as double jeopardy, which I really hate. But it talks about it in that way because of the compounding oppression that can occur or does occur. I think what we need to also add to this conversation is the fact that because culturally, historically, like all of these things, like I'd say culturally, because a lot of times when you talk about it within the context of um, like not all African communities, but some African communities, like that, like historically was a sign of like being wealthy. Like one woman was, I remember, I, and I think I sent it to you, it was a TikTok where the woman was like, I'm not fat, I'm expensive. Like where, because it is a thing where if a man can actually feed and take care of his family and they look like it, that is a prize sign. And so there, and I say that because again, talking about genetics, how does that history, how does that culture then reflect and trickle down to us, especially when compounded and intersecting with trauma and like resource guarding that may have occurred genetically during slavery. So anyways, taking that and then condensing that into these conversations that we're having about identity, you have to also consider what it is to be black and a woman and an overweight or plus size woman and all of the stereotypes that are built into that, all of the different levels of oppression and bias that can impact someone's trajectory. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I think about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I need people to stay in your lane unless you've experienced things that Lizzo has experienced, be quiet. Yeah, she works out more than y'all do, honestly. <laughs> okay, she does. Lizzo be working, bro. Yeah, she I, that's why I also, when people were like, well, she can just lose the weight and blah, 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 blah. blah. I was like, actually, what y'all don't know, like, if you follow her, she actually be out here, you know, talking about every day in the gym and talking about her journey and talking about how, like, she was at one size and she really did feel uncomfortable. That's why she started working um, and realized that she wasn't taking care of herself, but not always trying to be, you know, the certain size two or whatever. So it's also kind of stressful because it goes back to that thing about how like we are expected to do and be and have everything. Like she is successful. She has broken generational curses. She has like gotten like made records, like made broken records. And yet and still we are picking on this woman who is trying to do it all for something that doesn't even impact the rest of what she does. I, I mean, yeah. I joke about it all the time. I'm like, I have always been plus size. I have always been dark skin. I have always been a woman. Most of the things that you're going to say to me don't affect me because yep. coming at me my whole life. So, I mean, like, yeah. And I think Lizzo, that's what she was trying to express too. Like, like, I get this. She's like, I'm dedicated to this life, but you know, sometimes your words hurt. Like, yeah, like you caught me with my, with my guard down because dang it, I was doing 600 other things. Like, yeah, I feel, yeah. Speaking of 600 other things, I want to like also shout out the fact that she specifically shouted out the uh, woman who created rock and roll, Rosetta Tharp in her video. And so instead of being educated, also y'all missed that. It's not Elvis. It never has been Elvis. Anyways. So. Lizzo, the, 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 uh, we wish you out here. 
in these streets. I'm gonna just put on rumors and let it play. Just on repeat, on mute, because I can't listen to the same song over and over again, but I want you to get get the plays, the cert, the, the spins, what they call it. What? But we don't own the rights to that music, so. Not now, I mean like when I'm like doing stuff. Okay. I was like, sweetheart, we broke compared to. No, 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 no. Yeah, but I don't know. Is there anything else we want to talk about with this? No, mind y'all business. <laughs> Disrespectfully, mind your business. Disrespectfully, mind your business as I mind my own black owned business. Okay. Mm -hmm. Stay out of mind. Um, if you don't like the way y'all look, then don't say nothing. Oh, look, don't speak. There are plenty of people who do. Look at me. We don't let her be friends. Disrespectfully management. Yes. Anyways, so. <laughs> this is about to be the most hilarious transition ever. But so, uh, boss bits. Yeah. I think that um, transition. We need to affirm ourselves. Mm. And affirm yourself. Go for it. So my mom has downloaded this affirmation app. And so for the past month, she's been sending us like several daily affirmations. And you know, at first I was kind of like, like, okay, mom, this is like the 10th text message. Like, okay. And then one day I was having a really rough day and she sent some and I sat in the middle of my floor and cried as I said them to myself. So, you know, it's fine. It's okay. Like what you need to do. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. But so I wanted to share some of them with you today. I'm gonna share three of my favorite ones. And the first of which is, I am doing my best and that is always enough. I am doing my best and that's always enough. And I'm just, just sit in that because your best is all you can do. So if, if your best isn't enough, there's no reason to cry about it because you ain't got nothing left. Like that you, I've given it. And if my is not good enough for you, I'm sorry. That's all I can give. Mm -hmm. You have to go pick up your own best because <laughs> I think my best is the best. Because it is. It's giving what it's supposed to give. It's giving all of what it's supposed to give. Exactly. So I don't know uh, why your mammy thought that you deserved more, but I've given my best. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Accepting myself as I am right now is the first step in growing and evolving. Accepting myself as I am right now is the first step in growing and evolving. Yeah. And I like this one because at first I was like, eh, I don't like it because I said accepting, but accepting doesn't like accepting yourself and being complacent are two different things. And I needed, to, and so for me, I processed that in that moment. I was like, oh, I can accept myself. And then if I accept all of myself, I feel free enough to use all of myself to continue to grow and evolve and put towards growing and evolving. Kudos. What? Yeah, kudos. Okay, thanks. I'm out here. I'll be trying. I'll be trying. All right. And then the last one before we get on out of here, I allow myself to love who I am, not who I think I should be. Ooh. I allow myself to love who I am and not who I think I should be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this for me is really interesting. It ties into what we're talking about today. 
um, is like the reason why this one resonated for me is that I have been working out and so I'm starting to see like changes and shifts and whatever and I think the thing for me was is that for the first time in my life I did not run to the scale I did not like try to try on clothes that I probably should have just gotten rid of mostly because I have gotten rid of those clothes and been like if I get when I if and when I get back down to that size I'll get new things that I love but I'm not gonna hold these on to these things and stress myself out um but I'm like I love my body if my shirt fits a little bit differently cool but I'm gonna wear what I like and if I don't have what I like I'm gonna get what I like and we're gonna live this life the way that I am right now rather than waiting to be who I think I should be to enjoy it so live long and prosper y'all this life is a good life it's a, it's a but it's way shorter than it it can feel really long if you don't enjoy it and also really short if you wait to get to a certain point to enjoy it kudos i just love to see your growth well thank you so that's all we got for you today i'm about to go make some breakfast probably um and yeah i'm gonna force my way to go to work <sighs> i got stuff to do for these children these chairs in the rain. Yeah, Aki's not getting walked today. He'll float away. It's fine. <laughs> he would. It wouldn't even be a walk. It'd be a swim. He can go on the, on the back deck. Mm, that's true. I might put him out there. You know he don't like the rain. He don't like getting wet. I was going to make a comment, but I'm really trying not to. Go ahead. <laughs> Just, you know, the bougie, the level of bougie that comes from his parents. Oh, yeah. No, that's not a surprise. The do? other day, we put him outside and he put his paw up like this. Like, he was like, excuse me. But we're going to go live a hilarious Friday. So y'all have a great week, weekend, weekday life. All right, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye.